and I'm just going to scream <laughs> personal details of people. So you have to mute all of it. Oh no, <laughs> please don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Right. Just, uh, all right. If, if I have one fine. note, if I have one note, it would sure. be, uh, not to do that. Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And I'm John. And together we're Henry and John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there's a- Wait a second. You don't sound like John. I'm John. I don't think so, buddy. I Buster Brown, I just went through a whole month-long saga searching for John through the time stream. And I definitely know what he sounds like now, and it's not you. Well, my name's definitely not Buster Brown. Don't call me Buster Brown. Well, then what is your name, good fellow? John? No, it's not. You're not John. Oh, let me find my driver's license. Okay. It's apparently Jeffrey. Oh, hello, Jeffrey. Wait. Hi. It's our good friend Jeffrey, friend of the podcast, listener to every episode, and devout fan and personal friend. Yeah, most of those things. Some of those things are true. And uh, Jeff knows exactly which number episode this is of Zero Credit, so why don't you go ahead and say it out loud right now. 1991. That is entirely too many numbers. (laughs) 201? Hell yeah! Episode 201 of Zero Credits, you nailed it on the head. It's actually, I I think I... It's (laughs) definitely not in the URL for this uh, Zencaster room. It is in the URL that I sent you for the Zencaster room, because we use Zencaster to record these days, because we're in a global pandemic, but that's neither here nor there. Jeffrey, how are you today? I'm doing good. I yeah. like how I like how when this podcast starts, you go into sportscaster mode. Oh yeah, I'm a completely different person. It is it's, very noticeable. I, multiple friends and family members have 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 come to me and said, "Who the fuck is that person on the podcast?" Because it sure as hell isn't you. Yeah, you should do like a puff piece on a like waterboarding squirrel or something. What? <laughs> you sound like a newscaster. And uh. <laughs> Well, golly, Alice, that squirrel sure is riding on the waves. <laughs> That's what you I meant wanna... by waterboarding. Oh, God. <laughs> it's tragic, tragic news today as the CIA has lost another squirrel due to a waterboarding incident. Jesus Christ. 
What would they interrogate him for? Where did he hide the nuts? Oh, Where? No. They'll, they'll just have to wait until spring and then trees will grow. They'll know. Yeah, but by then you can't recover them. Those nuts uh. had secret files in them, I assume. I saw Secret Squirrel a long time ago. I, oh, yes. I assume yes. that's what it was about. <laughs> that's ent- the, entire, the entire plot of Secret there was Squirrel. A, there was a racist mole whose only Mor- characteristic was being Moroccan? Like, yeah, yeah, Morocco mole. But the entire plot of Secret Squirrel is that the CIA obtains him and waterboards him for information. What a lovely kid's cartoon. I mean, I'd watch it. Oh, I don't know how always, long I'd watch it. As always, this, this episode is brought to you by the clear, clear? Is that how people describe cider? The clear, crisp, refreshing taste of Austin East Cider's uh, pineapple cider. Uh, and the, the can says, how do you like them apples? Uh, and the uh, the opaque, uh, high fructose corn syrup uh, saturated uh, uh, tastiness of Dr Pepper and cream soda, and the tate or the, the can says naturally and artificially flavored. Wow, that sounds delicious and no way nutritious. No, no. Why would it be? Why would it be? So, Jeff, uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Uh, you've been a lovely guest. Um, it sounds like I'm going to ask you to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been great having you. I'm going to just do this by myself now. Please leave. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to ramp up to is uh, you might be wondering why I brought. I asked you to be on the podcast today. Um, I assumed it was to talk about Dragon Ball Super or soccer. Well, Jeff... Those are the things that I messaged you about on a near daily basis. <laughs> but that's just because I don't feel like live tweeting out my hot takes on Dragon Ball Super as I watch them. Because uh, I don't think anyone would care. I'd care. Well, hey, that's I, why I messaged you. <laughs> I live tweeted the entire Fast and Furious series just for you. I know, and I thank you for it. But uh, I, I didn't don't get have a any... single follower out of that, which I deserved. Look, we... <laughs> We could talk about what we've done to deserve followers, Jeff. We've begged people, and that's about it. And people don't <laughs> follow us. Is it is it cruel? Is it cruel if I say I've seen it? Oh uh, well, absolutely. We do it in public and without any shame. I think it's funny, but that's just me. Uh, Jeff, no, I asked you on the podcast today because uh, I have just become the recipient in a weird string of events. I now own a home. Uh, I did have a Victorian manor for about an episode, uh, but I traded that for a present day home. And I know that you, Jeff, are a homeowner as well. Yes. And so I'm about to move into this home and I just want to know, like, do you have any tips for owning a home? Um, uh, have money. Uh, All right. Well, that's out. Anything else? Um, go to sleep in the bedroom most nights, at least, and wake up in the same place that you fell asleep. Sound advice. Uh, I guess, yeah. in a more pointed way, uh, what's your favorite part about owning a home? 
Oh, not having a landlord. That's, I mean, there's nothing better than not having a landlord. (laughs) This was not the answer you wanted. No, go on. Um, I thought you had more. Oh, um, more stuff. Uh, you know, mowing a lawn is a lot more satisfying now that I own it. Wow, I've never a, thought about that. It's a it's a weird. Th- I turned into Hank Hill uh, the day you know, I moved into this house. You you only I, use propane lawnmowers. Actually, I use an electric lawnmower, but I mean, I'm sure that electricity could be generated with propane if I tried really hard. Right. What uh, which electric mower did you go with? Uh, the Greenworks Pro. I think it's just like Lowe's store brand i'm honestly not sure and uh how long does your battery last because i i was surprised to find out that they're advertising like this one their this battery pack lasts 30 minutes um uh i actually so i i bought the um the lawnmower and it came with a battery um that one by itself probably lasts like 30 or 40 minutes Um, and then I also got a string trimmer that runs on the same batteries. So I, it came with another battery. So my lawnmower has two battery slots so that it can, you know, once one dies, it switches to the other. So actually with my lawn being fairly small, I have enough battery power to like, uh, mow and string trim it in, in like one go. Um, but if my lawn is super long and the, you know, the, the blade has to work harder than uh, sometimes it'll uh it'll it'll just die and that's fine like it'll die mid mo oh yeah no i mean it it usually makes it to the end um the thing is okay the thing is that the batteries that these things come with are the smallest batteries they offer they're like 20 milliamp hour batteries uh and they they offer like 80 milliamp hour batteries. So really, if you're worried about it dying, you just have to buy a bigger battery. Okay, okay. I, I, that's good to know about the bigger size battery because the signs from the Lowe's store, from what they sort of advertise, it seems like you're, you're, the options were 30 minutes or a whopping 40 minutes. I mean, the... I, I don't I don't know what Lowe's has specifically, but the the brand that I have, you can go to their website and buy buy batteries. I would look it up, but my my keyboard is is uh, as loud as a jet engine. Apparently, well, that's fine. You know, I, and I only want the information from the top of your head anyway, uh, because anyone is capable of doing research, Jeffrey. But to have that anecdotal experience is just invaluable in this day and age, where science can be trusted. I have no idea if we're doing a bit. I'm very curious to know your experience with the electric mower, uh, because it seems like they cost from anywhere between like two hundred to five hundred dollars. I think mine was three hundred. Yeah, it's a pretty big purchase. Uh, yeah, and then the string trimmer itself was was a hundred. I don't uh, even know what a string trimmer is. A weed a weed eater. Okay, I am familiar with that vernacular. That. I had this whole I had this whole like discussion with uh my wife actually because I said string trimmer and she was like what the hell is that? 
And then I was like, well, a weed eater. And she goes, oh, okay. And then I looked it up and th- neither of those are even the most, well, I think we, I think weed eater is the most common word for it, but also some people call it a strimmer. Oh no. Some psychopaths were like, yeah, string trimmer. It's a strimmer. No, 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 no. no. That's, that sounds, yeah, that sounds psychotic for sure. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I grew up with weed eater and uh, I still don't understand what they do uh, because the mower cuts the grass and the weed eater, I guess by the name (laughs) that eats the weeds. You said that just now, didn't you? I did. Yes. Oh, okay. I I did not hear it because my voice is so uh, in sports mode right now. Majestic. You you can say it. Sensual, majestic, other words. I would never describe anything about me as being either sensual or majestic. You've seen me, Jeff. <laughs> I've but I've never seen you stride through the wilderness, which could be majestic. Jeff, there's a reason why you've never seen me anywhere near the wilderness. I am a home body. And You're now I'm Louisiana. a homeowner. Yes, I am from Louisiana. You, you, Sportsman's paradise, they call it. You make your live like you made your way through the swamps. You had you had to learn to cut through the algae and the the muck. You have to be some kind of majestic. We have paved roads, Jeff. I drove a car. What kind of tires did you use? I ever tell you? No, I have no idea. I ever tell you about the time I introduced myself in college? Uh, the first time I was a graduate student. And people were, were, they were like, so I I got a job in the writing center on campus and we had to go through an orientation and people were like, you know, where are you from? Tell us about ourselves. I ever tell you the story? I don't think so. Right. So I introduced myself as being from the swamps of Louisiana and the, uh, the writing director, the writing center director's eyes lit up. And she's like, you mean you like, you had to like take a boat to get here. (laughs) And this was the first time I've ever met her. And this, the words out of my mouth were, well, we have roads, we have electricity. Like (laughs) this is Hattie. This is Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. 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 They, they're aware of, they're aware of Louisiana. (laughs) Right, like, I didn't. Like, I didn't. Everyone there has been to New Orleans, and New Orleans is basically a swamp town. Like, it's yeah, we underwater. Drained, yeah, we drained the swamp and we we built on top of that. Like, it's all swamp. But I guess they thought <laughs> this this writing center director thought that I uh, I literally lived in like a a swamp hut. I just. And somehow clawed my way out of the swamp, like you just said, like some type of monster from the Black Lagoon. I I choose to believe that you learned how to breach the swamp. Oh like, yes, like a like a whale. Well, yeah, when I was born, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, you claw your way out of the out of the mud, out of the you know, and then and then some mean wizard tells you you got to go find. You had to go track down some hobbits, and it's, it's really confusing at first because you just clawed your way out of the mud, and you're just screaming, and you know, just filled with rage and, and evil. I mean, it is Louisiana, so right, right, 
Rage and Evil sounds about correct. Rage, Evil, and Booze. That's what we're known for. That explains so much about you. I didn't start drinking until I was 23, so... Yes, and you you immediately became an alcoholic. Hey, okay. Functioning alcoholic. (laughs) But it was immediate. Your tolerance was just there. Well, yeah, I... I had prepared my entire life to be a drinker, Jeff. <laughs> and I'm over here like after I have two Bellinis at your wedding and I'm over here like, yeah, what's up, guys? What the Who hell is a Bellini? The, the, the champagne and Pete. I don't know. It was good. That's what it is. We had those at my wedding. Not your wedding. Jacob's wedding. Oh, Jacob's wedding. Yes, of yes, course. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. The wedding where I was too nervous to drink because uh, I was I was going to give a toast. And that's a hundred percent of my focus and attention and bodily <laughs> functions were all focused on this, this wonderful toast I was going to give. The, the and I bodily get, I, functions? Well, my, my stomach was just like in knots, dude. And uh, I get up there and I start giving the toast. And uh, honest to God, Jeff, I forgot how pages work. I got I don't to the remember end. Seeing that, I know that it was brief, but I got to the end of one of my handwritten little pages, and I was like, "I know the speech goes on, but the words have stopped." <laughs> just, oh, pa- just like a tiny moment before I remember to flip. No one remembers it but me, but it's fine. Oh, what good times we've had, Jeff. They were good times. All right, so uh, what's the worst thing that's happened to you since, uh, as a homeowner, you know? Um, oh, uh, we have this home warranty, right? And, right, uh, right. Uh, it's the, warranties are supposed to fix things, like, for, for free, I thought. Every warranty I've ever oh, had has been like, send, yeah. send in the product and we'll replace it because you bought it a year ago or whatever. Uh no, home warranties, uh, at least the one I have, are uh, if something happens, pay us $75 and then we'll send someone out in four days. Yep. Okay, th- this, was a, this was a really strange part of the whole home buying process for me that I had no idea about. But we were required to get a home warranty for sure. Mm-hmm. And then shopping around the options and like they even had like compare buttons on some of the sites. And one of the things that they compared was the service fee. <laughs> it was. Just, I'm already giving you so much money to to cover my house, but I have to give you near a hundred bucks, seventy five bucks, you know, or above, to get somebody to come look at the thing. Holy shit, y'all! Y'all like house? The housing market in Austin must be super seller friendly because the like our home warranty was paid for by the seller. Oh wow! So no, we didn't that, get yeah. to choose it. Um, but, but even so, like, Oh wait, I'm just remembering. Sorry. I'm just remembering the first $500 was covered by the seller. Okay. And then anything uh, above that. But then at the end of the day, we never, we didn't get a bill or anything. So I guess they kind of negotiated that company down to 500 bucks. That's, that's interesting that they would do that since they were only on the hook for 500 bucks. Yeah. It was weird. I don't know. Yeah, That was weird. A lot happened during this home buying process that felt either like magic or that we were getting ripped off. It was weird. Yeah. No, the the problem I have 
with my house and the home warranty is uh, I've had to use the home warranty like five times now, and it's only been like four months. Oh, wow. So um, and mostly on like – like I had the water heater went out uh, a couple weeks ago, and then the air conditioning has had three separate problems with it. So I guess not five times, but enough where once this thing expires in June, I, 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 I'm, I may, I may want to burn the house down for the insurance money. <laughs> so wait, they've been out five times and I didn't even think of that about this, but you, did you pay that 75 bucks all five yep. times? Yes. Jesus. Oh man. The, the thing is that, um, well, the, the, uh, so the problem isn't, isn't always, it hasn't been the same. And even then, like you're bound to the war, like the repair warranty, um, of the contractor that gets sent out, not like the, the, the home warranty does not give half a shit, uh, if it's the same problem as before. So. Uh, I got the air conditioning fixed one time because of a, ca- uh, a capacitor went out and then uh, it went out again and it seemed to be the same problem. Um, so I, I called the home warranty and, and was like, okay, look, I don't want to pay another $75 because I think it's the same thing. And they're just like, I mean, we can talk to the contractor, but typically their warranty is only 30 days and it had only been two months or it'd been two months. So, um, so I paid another $75 yeah. and a different contractor came out and it turned out um, my, the house I bought was flipped. Uh, some realtors bought it and I think it had been sitting empty for like two years and they, they fixed it up and sold it. Uh, but they did the shittiest job in so many little ways. Uh, the, the air conditioning, the, the house had been repainted and there was a contact, like a wire that was, that was, uh, I don't really know where it was connecting, but they painted over it so oh, that no. it wasn't making contact with the AC. Oh no. So I had a repair guy come out and just like scrape some paint off of it and then re bundle it together. And then it worked. It's and like, that, that, and that was $75 and that was $75. Yeah, man. We haven't had a chance to actually like you know, live in the house yet. We've moved some things over and we've stayed like an afternoon, but I'm worried like that first night we're actually in the house, something's going to happen and it's going to be like, Oh no, we shouldn't have bought this house. I mean, it's, it's a trade off. Like, uh, it's, it's nice. Like, you know, our mortgage payments are lower than our rent payment ever was. Um, but yeah, you've got to like buy all this extra shit because you've got to, you know, mow the lawn, and then you have to be prepared for maintenance. Uh, and that's got, annoying. You guys got gutters on your house? Um, we ha- that's that's a weird thing because there are gutters on the front, right? There are no gutters on the back, right? It's it's weird. All right, so you got gutters on the front. Do you have a ladder to get up there and like muck out the uh, the gutters? Don't remind me of things I don't have. <laughs> that, that's I don't a thing. Have the that, money for a ladder. I, I understand. I, I am right there with you, buddy. Because like we, you know, we, we were so excited, right? We we bought this house, or we uh, I exchanged a Victorian manor uh, for a present day house, 
And, uh, you know, we were excited. So we showed people, hey, we've got this house now. And the first response right after congratulations is like, oh, man, you have gutters. You got to go clean those out. Or like, oh, man, are you ready to go mow a lawn? Are you ready for that? Are you fucking prepared, you bitch, to mow the goddamn lawn? So, so your neighbor is Hank Hill, then. Well, no, it's, it's just like, all, it's, it's like with everything in life, every time you hit like a stage of like a, a, a milestone, everyone around you has to make a comment. Like you get married and it's like, oh, your whole relationship's about to change, buddy. <laughs> hey, my relationship is changing over here. Yeah, it's like, oh, 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 <laughs> get ready to say yes, dear. <laughs> Oh, man, that makes me so mad. I know. Like, like, first of all, okay, like I get, I get buying a house is a lot of shit, but it's not like you're not going off to war. (laughs) You're not, you're not like racing against the clock to save the world. You're just living in a different building. Right. But everyone's got to weigh in with like their life experience. It was like, you weren't there. You weren't there when I realized I had to mow the lawn myself. To be fair, oh, oh, to, to be fair, before I bought the house, the one thing I refused to do was mow the lawn. And then one day, uh, my roommate, who had agreed to mow the lawn uh, as part of living here, uh, like he just couldn't get to it. And I was like, all right, well, it's long. I'll just do it. And I was like, mowing the lawn and like hey this doesn't suck like it used to i feel some sort of accomplishment what is wrong with me no one's even paying me for this (laughs) well that's that's good to know it it, i i genuinely could not tell you why i felt my my attitude changed Uh, right i even i like weeding like i don't understand it is well, it like okay. spot checking? Is that what it is? Like, well, yeah, specifically, uh, there's like bushes uh, out front, and they just get a lot of weeds in them. Uh, my my actual lawn is mostly weeds because it you know sat empty for two years. Oh um, right. Yeah, I'm paying a I'm paying a company to come out like every couple months and put down like lawn treatments and shit. Because again, I'm Hank Hill, and my lawn needs to be good. Yeah, yeah. This this particular swath of grass w- that you don't let, you know, any large animals live in needs to be pristine and perfect for the insects who live there. There's a lot of those. We have right. kind of a house fly problem and I haven't figured out where it comes from. I mean, not now because it's finally gotten colder, but like my god, the house flies. Uh when you say house flies, are you talking like you, the big kind of house flies, or like the small little like fruit flies? No, I mean the bigger ones. Oh, the well, fr- I can't fruit help flies. With that. The fruit flies come, from, yeah, because you can put the the vinegar and the soap and the the bowl, right? Kill them that way. Uh, but no, like big ass house flies. That's weird. They just appear. I think they come from our neighbor. Like I, I, I don't really know. Our our neighbor must be doing something. Wait, wait, um, wait. A question about your neighbor. Uh, does like a dust cloud follow them wherever they walk? I mean, no, but uh, there's trash on my lawn regularly, mm. and I'm pretty sure it comes from them. Do you live uh, next to to pig pen from the peanuts? Uh, no, 
No, that would be pretty cool because right? then I could get Charlie Brown's autograph. Well, I don't know if they were friends. I think they were just loose acquaintances. Yeah, well, he knew him. Yeah, he was more so, friends with like Linus, though. Well, Linus was friends with Charlie Brown. Well, no, no, I meant Charlie Brown was yeah. So what you just oh, said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Fair. I, I think I'm not Nick up on Penn, my, I'm not up on my Peanuts lore. So yeah, me either. I never even saw the uh, the most recent movie because why would I? Oh, the like the 3D animated one. Yeah, the 3D animated one for sure. I saw it. It was bad. Okay, as someone like... who enjoyed uh, Peanuts and like, you know, the the stuffed animal I had as a kid was Snoopy. Uh, oh right! Wow. It just wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a great movie. Okay. It was weird. You shouldn't animate Peanuts like that. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, we're getting to the point where it's like any classic cartoon being made beyond the creator's like involvement with the project because they're, you know, passed on or uh, just don't want to be involved or whatever. I feel like any sort of endeavor like that is just ill-advised. Got paid $5 billion for the property. New shows made TV shows origin story for a main character. No one asked for. Yeah, I feel you. What, what do you refer? It feels like that was very personal. No, oh, Star Wars. That was Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, anything uh, that goes beyond the creator's vision a little bit. I'm not to sp- be fair. The cre- Star Wars's creator's vision was also bad. But well, yeah, that's that's for know. sure too. But well, at least we got Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just still so mad about Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I understand, and like, uh, I. If if I were in control of like a major political party, one of my one of the things in a in the party platform would be reshoot Rise of Skywalker with competent writers and a director. Right. Um, It'd probably be Ryan Johnson because, I mean, after Knives Out, why would you get why would you get anyone else to direct anything? And he did the Last Jedi, which uh, and, you know. Well, don't say that. People get The official mad. stance of this podcast is that The Last Jedi is one of the greatest Star Wars movies. Nay, one of the greatest movies in a franchise ever made. And uh, we did an entire supplemental reading about just that one movie and then uh, never talked about Star Wars again. I, I, I think I figured out why you don't have more listeners. And that's because you, you only exist on Twitter where people only hate The Last Jedi. Uh, I know. I've I've read through many arguments about why The Last Jedi is bad and why Ryan Johnson ruined the franchise forever. I mean, and, most of uh, them are that are that you know, uh, women were introduced to the Star Wars franchise for the first time. I guess. Yeah, and, and the fact that those women didn't have to work hard or train to I mean get a uh, handle on their powers, but who cares uh, about yeah, that? Who gives a fuck? Who get, who cares? My favorite. My favorite part of any fantasy adventure is the part where the protagonist takes several hours to train. That's yeah, what I, I think, like. People, I think people wanted like, I, I think they wanted the Star Wars sequel, like septi- septilogy or something, where episodes two, three, four, and six were all just like people working really hard and sweating and they're not being an arc because they're not good enough for things yet. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No one got mad at Harry Potter. 
Harry like, Potter didn't whole, train a goddamn day in his life. I mean, he trained, but like he's he was like a, a a fucking sixth grader defeating an evil dark lord, and then a seventh grader defeating an evil dark lord from the past, and then an eighth <laughs> grader defeating literal evil. And it's just, yeah. it's, you know, if you if you're gonna have a problem with like, oh, this person is just too good at what they're doing, like, please at least hate Harry Potter. And and I I don't think that these people do. I, I, I want I want to know these people's stances on Superman. Oh well, I mean, Superman is is a uh, um, political pro- prognosticator. Oh my god, what are the words you just said? Political prognosticator? Yeah, no, uh I don't I don't know what I I don't know what I meant. I <laughs> I think I meant that amazing that Superman could see the future of politics. I don't know. <laughs> amazing, amazing. His only his real power is he can uh with with a ninety eight percent accuracy predict the winners of elections. <laughs> Nate Silver and Spandex. It's Nate Silver and Spandex. It's yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Nate Silver is the owner, the, cur- He's the, the founder of the, the founder of Five Thirty Eight, um, and the guy that people get mad at when uh, Joe Biden doesn't win by ninety percent. <laughs> well, I mean, look. So we haven't actually talked about the election that much on this podcast because, again. Just a disclaimer, you don't like getting too political. That's uh, fair. But uh, as far as I recall, Joe Biden won in a landslide victory. As 306. Coined, 306 electoral votes. As coined by the previous person who got 306 electoral votes, uh, um, Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so. Landslide, landslide victory. Landslide victory. Yeah. All right, let's uh, – We'll rein it in a little bit, and uh, thank you for your your you know your insights on home ownership. I, I you know what? No, you've got you've got anecdotal X. I I just we've just talked for about forty five minutes about home ownership. <laughs> well, Jeff, I, I I guess you know. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being here. And I know it sounds like uh, I'm asking, you know, I'm about to wrap up and tell you, like, hey, get off the podcast. Um, but that's not true at all. I bet you're wondering why I asked you to be on the podcast today. Was it not about the home ownership? Oh, Jeff, if I only had one reason. Did you, did you not need to know how to vote? <laughs> no, I know how to as, vote. As, as the landed white man that you know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I is... I I am the the pinnacle of the founding fathers' vision for America. But wait, you're not Protestant. You're atheist. Most of our founding fathers also weren't Protestants. Okay, Thomas Thomas Jefferson was a pansexual deist. I think I've heard. Okay, deism was for sure popular among the founding fathers. I know that as for a fact. And pansexuality. I, Benjamin that, Franklin. That was not taught in my he school. He loved turkeys. Um, he did. He wanted it to be the the national. The, the national uh, he want, Yes, he loved turkeys. Yeah. Okay. But no, no judgment. I, I, I was taught that you had to be Protestant, white, and landowning to vote. Is that not true? Uh, I mean, I I thought it was just uh, landowning 
per landowning man. Uh, and that, that kind of defaulted to Christian white man because of, well, not Christian. You, know, you couldn't be Catholic. Well, wait, wait, what? Protestant means not Catholic. No, I, I know that. I just didn't. I the don't. way, the way that my, uh, advanced placement u.s history teacher let told us he had us all this is a real thing he had us all stand up and said uh you know we're gonna we're gonna show like who could vote in colonial america so like it's like all women sit down and all of the girls sat down and it's like all catholics sit down and all the catholics sit down he's like all right this oh, yeah, those are louisiana those of you who remain, if you own land, you could vote. And it was like me, um, the Jewish kid, <laughs> and like a couple of others. And it was just like, this is weird. I don't like this. So uh, I just Googled it. What's up? Apparently, the whitehouse.gov answers this question and it says only white male citizens over the age of 21 were eligible to vote. I know that's wrong because you had to own land. You had to own land. That for right. sure. You had to own I'm, land. I'm still going to, I'm going to keep looking at this. Yeah, we're going to, sure. we're going to solve this conundrum here in the year of our Lord, 2020. We'll, Is that the current year? <laughs> uh, for the next like 70 five days i'm just gonna type in google who could vote who could that's vote what in I the first though. democracy that's in first democracy. it was just it was just gay greeks and their <laughs> their their sodomy boys what is why <laughs> why <laughs> Gay. Oh, wait, so gay Greeks and those they sodomized could vote. Yes. <laughs> it's good that they got <laughs> It was just it was just Aristotle and the boys he fancied. That's uh that's what it was. Alright, so according to this infographic from a source I did not look up, uh it says in seventeen seventy six, only white men aged twenty one and older who own land could vote. Yeah, I'm that's that's what I, I'm not seeing anything about Catholics. Okay. Was was your was your uh American history teacher Catholic by any chance? Uh he was actually Methodist and I know this because my dad who is a Presbyterian and has been a Presbyterian his entire life who now goes to the Methodist church because the only Presbyterian church in here is closed. Uh they go to the same church now. I thought you were going to say because my dad who is Presbyterian has been Presbyterian all of his life, hated the shit out of this man for being Methodist. Yeah. But no. what you said works too. Apparently uh, Presbyterianism and Methodism is Methodism. That can't be right. Methodistism. Methodistism. Uh, apparently they're very close or at least close enough for my I mean, aging oh. and very conservative father. Aren't all Protestant sects of Christianity just incredibly close? I, well, they're, they're uh, extremely except for Episcopalians. They're extremely loud and incredibly close. Uh, <laughs> Do I have to apologize? The loud ones are Pentecostals. Are Pentecostals Protestants? Yeah. They have they, to be, don't they? Anything not Catholic is a Protestant, right? That's, that's not true. My dad, who is a Baptist, gets very mad when people call Baptists Protestants. Uh, are they not? 
because of some I think they are <laughs> actually but uh but I remember getting like a full lecture on why Baptists weren't Protestants because they don't come from the Catholic Church they come from the Anabaptists which were before the Catholic Church and that I guess makes it the more uh legitimate Christianity I, I don't know it's really dumb I, I guess yeah I guess like Protestant how how far can you defi- divide things and just so that you can hate people that aren't like you is what I right. feel when I hear things like that. I, I guess Protestantism or just the word Protestant has become like a catch-all for any religion that's not Catholicism. But really, if you're not – if they weren't formed in direct response to you know Martin so, Luther's 99 Theses, then, then maybe, so cha- maybe he's got a point. Changing the topic – uh, what? Changing the topic. It's not. It's not. It's related. But changing That's the topic. That's my job. I, I did you did you hear that the uh, the Pope? Oh uh, my God! Yes, please continue. <laughs> liked, please continue. Liked, liked a porn star's Instagram. No. Uh, we, that's. You, that's not what you thought I was going to say? No, it's not where I thought this would end up. <laughs> no, the the Pope Pope Francis uh, uh, yeah. liked a picture of a porn star on Instagram and, and I, and fine, you know what? Hey, the Pope can do what he wants. I accept him, but, but just imagine being that porn star. <laughs> well, I, how here's, powerful must you <laughs> feel? Here's the thing. It's a very, it's a very common Christianity teaching. Hate the sin, not the sinner. I mean, I mean, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So the Pope could could absolutely uh, uh, like the person behind the the person bending over. Yeah, very, very much like that person. Uh, <laughs> I but, thought but you were gonna also okay, keep going. The sorry the the Pope is uh, supposed to be like God's voice of literal God. right hand man on Earth, yeah. right? So does his yeah. liking of this porn yeah. star? Yeah. Mean that the porn star yeah. has been like, yes, uh, has been <laughs> you're almost has there. been legitimized. So it's mm. okay for Christians to now look at this porn star guilt free, you know, just do whatever one. their body just just as one. Yeah, she just is she one is God's chosen uh, 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 jack off material. Is, well, no, guess, hold on, hold the on. The phrase that I chose to use, no, and I on. own that. You're you're very close. Yes, they can look at her, but no, they cannot touch themselves. That is very can, ca- that's very Catholic. Yeah, well, it's uh, there's a verse about not letting the speed the seed your your seed fall on the soil or something, which is people well, have tri- that feels very very gameable. Yeah, yeah don't so you, do you, it outside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like even and if you really have to do it outside. Get like a napkin. Catch it. <laughs> All right. Fair point. Um, but yeah, absolutely. This this particular porn star has been blessed by <laughs> yes. the very voice of God the himself. <laughs> just, just. All right. Where did you think I was going? I thought you were going because this was brought up to me by my very Catholic mother who, uh, you know, I, I love very oh. dearly. Oh, I think I know. I think we talked about this. 
Oh, we, the, I think we did. Yeah. The the Pope was the Pope apparently said ten years ago that civil unions were okay, and now no, Catholics that, hate the Pope. This was very recent. the 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 Pope oh, was very it? very recently said that we need to honor civil unions. I I read so I read that that was taken out of an unaired interview that he did before he was Pope in Argentina. Oh, see, I never actually, I only saw the headlines. I never actually read the articles because who's got time. I've got a uh, God officially blessed porn stars <laughs> to look at. Uh, yes. so I did, I did Gaze upon the blessed bosom and be accepted into the Christ swarm and praise. Don't name one. body parts. That makes it dirty. <laughs> Um, but I'm, yes, I'm okay. Yeah, my very my very Catholic mother, who uh, I am obligated to love, and who I do love. I was about uh, to say that sounds very remorseful. <laughs> uh, she asked me over a phone call randomly out of the blue on speakerphone with the whole family on the other end. Uh, Did you hear what the Pope said about same sex civil unions? And I was like, Oh yeah, good for him. He's really good. And she she told me the archdiocese or the archbishop of Louisiana said we got to pray for this pope. I, it's like wait a second, I, <laughs> he's I, the voice of God, right? Like I'm how so do you confuse? Is that your ipso facto praying for God's benefit? Isn't he the one who so, like he 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 doles <laughs> out he doles out the blessings, dear, the answers to the prayers, like dear Lord. Dear Lord, I just pray that you you have find some help. I I don't know who you would go to, but I'm yeah. open if if you need it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know I'm here for you, big one. <laughs> big I was man. like, Wait. dear God, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the way that I thought you thought. I just <laughs> oh jeez. So okay, wait. So my understanding was that catholics as a whole were, were, were more progressive than other christians is this a is this a louisiana catholic thing where they're not no I, man catholics are very very strict like they so for instance i'll give you a for instance um i'm presbyterian or right. i was brought up presbyterian but i was brought up in a particular sect of presbyterianism uh called uh PCUSA, which is the Presbyterian Church of the United States of America. And that sect, a while ago, decided that, yes, gay marriage is cool, and yes, we can have a homosexual... Wait, I need a clarification. That they is were, gay marriage were, cool, or is it accepted? Because accepted if it's in, cool, that implies something weird happened. No, 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 no. Accepted and cool. Like, they're down with it. They dig it. Okay. You feel <laughs> just me? just imagining, like, a bunch of gay people at this convention with sunglasses and leather leather jackets. <laughs> they were just very going, cool. Hey, we gay hey. now. <laughs> and no, instead of A, they just go, gay. Oh, okay. Um, but also that, uh, like, gay homosexual uh, reverence could happen and be a thing and exist. Um, I like that. That's good. But also, like, women can be reverends and pastors and, and what have you and serve in the church. Catholicism still is, like, male only. And, like, priests cannot marry. Priests have to be celibate, like, the whole nine yards. Like That's just not healthy, man. Well, that's how, that's how the little kids started getting abused. I, honestly, like, kind of, yeah. 
I, I, I've read, I've read up on like, why are there so many sort of like pedophiles or deviant tendencies in the Catholic church? And it seems to be like, Hey, it's like there's sympathy because of course there is, because the priests are like, we sympathize with everyone, hate the sin, not the sinner. But also it's like, Hey, if your sexual tendencies are giving you problems, come join the church where you aren't allowed to have sexual tendencies because you can't have (laughs) sex. I just like, I mean, in some ways, in some things, this would, this would kind of work. It'd be a fucked up thing, but like, you know, it's like, uh, if, if you're a meth addict and you go, they're like, come to rehab where you won't be allowed to have meth. And okay. That that's, that kind of works technically, but but that's really hard. Just a really painful process. <laughs> well, say say you are addicted to methamphetamines or meth, you might go to like a methadone a clinic, methadone clinic, where you get like a very watered down substance that kind of scratches that itch. Now apply that okay, metaphor ap- to no, the Catholic no, Church. No. <laughs> you can't fuck all the boys, but. <laughs> Oh, we'll protect Jesus. you. There's this one that I just works hope at the I, altar. I can never let my mom listen to this episode. Well, I hope she asks you for permission before she downloads episodes. I told them that I get really if blue you want, on here, and so they've never listened to a single episode. If if you want, uh, we can go back over it, and I can just start talking about how in uh, uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, Lex Luthor destroys the entire. And we want all that to happen. We want all the president and everything. This is a parody joke <laughs> that does not re- represent the official I, views. I just assumed you were going to beep all that out. Oh, I will. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So uh, I don't know how we got started talking about this, but I bet you're wondering why I asked you on to be on this podcast today. I assume to talk about cool gay people. Well, we could, and there are a lot of them. Yeah, because there's Neil Patrick Harris, and he's pretty cool. Uh, he is pretty cool. Kate uh, McKenna. Yeah, wait, she's pretty cool. Is she? Is she gay? She's at least a LBGT. The acronym. I oh man, I feel right. bad because I can't remember letters. It's, uh, LGBTQIA. Yeah, she's definitely. Yeah, you can't say on the spectrum. That's not right. Can't say that, so I won't. Um, but Jeff, no, I, I wanted you to weigh in on because you, as as everyone knows, as all of our listeners know, Jeff is our re- resident Zack Snyder expert, and he comes on every time there's breaking Zack Snyder news. And uh, unfortunately, the schedules haven't worked out recently. He couldn't come on with all of the Snyder cut things. But Jeff, I know you know what happened. Just this very day, just this very Tuesday in November. I know you know what happened, so please walk us through it. You don't have any other friends named Jeff, do you? You are the only one. Oh, well, shit. Uh, Jeff Goldblum will not answer my calls. Zach, Zach Schneider said that he has ideas for... Justice League 
two? Is that the, it? The funny thing is you're not off. Because <laughs> that uh, also happened today. That also happened today. But as you know, Jeff, and I know you're being coy. I get it. But the trailer, an updated trailer for the Zack Schneider cut of the Justice League dropped this very day. In fact, two dropped. Uh, one in color, one in black and white, because of course it did. Because he, you know, <laughs> both of them. Actually, I wish I actually had the knowledge of Zack Snyder that you are you are telling everyone I have, because I would know then if if the black and white cut is some kind of thing he does. Um, did he do that for three hundred? Like what? Yes, absolutely, he did. Um, but both of the trailers, of course, set to to uh, that Alleluia song. <laughs> By uh, Jeff Buckley? The one about was David and the secret chord. Was that that guy's name? I don't know that guy's name. I don't know music. Uh, but it also... So that trailer dropped, and I know you watched it, Jeff. So why, why, why don't you give us your uh, your takeaways of what we saw in the, uh, right. the, the Zack Schneider right. uh, so, trailer dropped this very day? Yes, absolutely. Um, in, uh, in, the first, in the first shot, you see, um, you see an explosion, you know? And uh, it, it, it tracks. The explosion goes high in the air and it tracks. And as it tracks up, the, it starts to fade out. And fade in, there's rubble because a building got blown up because, of course, it did. It's a, it's a movie. Uh, and through, through the rubble, a large yellow hand just thrusts itself out. And then it smashes – smash cuts to, to people that are like, oh, my god. It's a monster. It's alive. And – um. Uh, echoing in the distance, you start to hear, <laughs> and uh, th- it, it turns out it's SpongeBob. SpongeBob is, uh, well, he goes by Dark Side, whatever, but it's it's SpongeBob. He's big, square, uh, wearing the pants and has the tie, uh, and that's what we saw. It was SpongeBob. That's right. SpongeBob is the new official villain replacing the uh the the, the villain that we saw. Not not replacing. Darkseid replaced SpongeBob. Right? No, hold on, hold on. Let me get to oh, it. Okay. Uh you might know some more intricacies. Uh you're more vested in this than I am. Uh but in the original film, as people who saw it will recall, they saw Steppenwolf as the main villain of the film. Uh, but this time around, Darkseid sends another agent. He sends SpongeBob to yes. conquer the Earth. Yes. Yes. Clearly, this is, of course, uh, we cannot dispute it. It is. Uh, it has been spoken into the to the world by the one true Schneider, and it shall be. Uh, also, to back up, Jeff, uh, the Schneider cut reportedly runs for four hours. And Why? the director says that at least half of that runtime is comprised entirely of never-before-seen footage. Uh, Snyder called out some of the new material in his live stream, including a bigger backstory for Ray Fisher's cyborg. And his father, played by Joe Morton, a scene that hints at a possible friendship between the Dark Knight and the man... What? The, what is this fucking sentence? <laughs> <laughs> A bigger backstory for Cyborg and his father. Period. Uh, and also a scene that hints at a possible friendship between the Dark 
Knight and the Man of Steel after they went head to head in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Like, so, so okay. This I'm dropping kayfabe a little bit here. uh, I think. Uh, What's up, my friend? I still have no idea why Batman and Superman fought, and like I've been, I have to imagine because it's not like. Well, there was that one uh, comic where Superman like became a communist or something, which oh, you're thinking of uh, Red Dawn? Yeah, Red Dawn. That's not what it's Um, called. uh, Red Dawn is a movie about the Wolverines. Uh, um, No, I thought (laughs) the Wolverines. They're called the Um, yeah, the Wolverines. um, Red Red. uh, It's not called Superman. Red Dawn. It's called Red Dawn. It's not called Red Dawn. Red Dawn is the movie. With with Josh Peck, Red Sun, Red Sun. We were very close. We were very Red Sun. close. Yeah. Um. All right. Fair enough. Um. Whoa. There's some. Mo- there's some people in this movie. What the Red, hell? Red Sun. Yeah. Is this one of the animated WB movies? Uh, I'm. I'm. Um. I think so. Okay, Red Sun was a, a a one-off. What if? What if Superman landed in the uh, you know USSR instead of small town, Smallville, Kansas? Um, do you really want me to explain to you why Batman and Superman fought in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice? Because I will absolutely do that in kayfabe. Yeah, uh, if you're okay with that, I would like to hear it. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh, here we go. Buckle the fuck up, uh, because you're shit. Shit's shit's about to get real, my friend. I can only imagine that that it's some petty bullshit. It is not. It's actually very, very, very legitimate. Uh, you see, okay, so in Superman, Man of Steel, that movie, uh, Superman fights Zod in Metropolis, and the right. city is just kind of like torn asunder. Well, it turns out Bruce Wayne was in Metropolis on that day and witnessed firsthand the destruction at the hands of these aliens. And even he even like tried to help people and lost people he was trying to help just due to the sheer destruction of these aliens. And he doesn't know if Superman has allegiance to anything, you know? These aliens come from, from nowhere, destroy a city or like a block of a city. And it's like, this is a, now a threat to America, where Batman okay. lives, and he it loves his country. Even, it never even occurred to me that this would be immediately after Superman first shows up, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just assume that if Superman is in a movie, he's already working at the Daily Bugle, or wait, no, <laughs> the, the Daily Planet, and uh, well, it, like here's, here's being the, American. Here's the thing. We as the audience of Man of Steel, we got to see Superman come up and grow up and become like, you know, Americanized right. a little bit or, right. or at least humanized a little bit through his parents, Martha and, and Kent right. Clark. But, uh, but, but Batman, Batman didn't ba- see that. And Batman Superman is incapable of, of speech. Yeah. Superman is incapable of, of speech and therefore can't just be like, nah, dude, nah, dude, I'm on your side, bro. I, I love America. Oh, say, can you see Till the dawn uh, eats a bird. Well, he- here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing, Jeff. Uh, Superman's father, I called him Kent 
That's not his name. I don't know what the fuck his name is. John? John Clark? Who the, who the fuck knows? John Clark. <laughs> I, I forget his name. Superman's father in this version of the story told him to never show his powers, to never use them for the greater good. Always keep your powers secret. It actually is John. Is it his John? Name is John? Jonathan Kent. Jonathan Kent. And he even, he even dies in a tornado to like cement that point into young Clark Kent. Never show your powers. <laughs> Never wait, help. Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait. He died in a tornado to cement that he should never show his powers. Yes, like, absolutely. Like, Rewatch Man son, of Steel. Son, you should never show your powers. And and just so you're aware of how important that is, I'm going to run into that tornado and you can't stop me. Rewatch Man of Steel. I've never actually seen it. Okay. <laughs> there is a moment that they share. The, tor- the, the family dog runs out. The father runs after the dog. A tornado is coming. There is a moment that Jonathan Kent and Clark Kent share because Clark Kent is about to like jump up and save his father. And his father looks back to where Clark is and shakes his head. No, because he should never show his powers. He should never help people. He should not draw that spectacle on himself. And because of that, and because the fact that he died Making that point makes it so that Superman, before Zod showed up, never really was there for people and was absolutely against talking to the press. That's interesting. I I can't help but compare this story to Uncle Ben and Spider-Man. Right? Like, you know, Uncle Ben died, you know, and instilled this, like, with great power comes great responsibility thing. And Superman's uh, dad dies and (laughs) dies while going, hide, hide everything. Don't show it. You're a shameful, shameful thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. No, I would rather die than anyone know that I was the the father to an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right, so those odd things happen. Bruce Wayne is in Metropolis. Next thing we know, Superman is all over the place. He's working for the government now. He's doing government things. Uh, Lois Lane, a um, mild-mannered reporter, is in Afghanistan because, of course, she is the Middle East, let's say. I can't remember the country. And uh, she gets kidnapped by insurgents rising against the government, and they hold her hostage. And Superman shows up to save her because they're romantically involved, but the world doesn't know that. He maybe it's just Superman's working for the government and uh, shows up to save an American reporter. Who knows? The fact is, Superman like goes crazy and destroys that entire compound. Oh, he goes Anakin Skywalker on the Tusken Raiders. A little bit. Amazing. Bruce Wayne sees this. And sees an alien. Bruce Wayne was also in Afghanistan. No, no, it was it was televised on the news because it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was televised on the news. Bruce, so Bruce Wayne sees this and sees this is a man with no allegiance. Man, this is an alien with no allegiance, killing with impunity. And so he needs to be brought into justice. God damn it, Henry! You're going to make me watch these movies. 
So why, Bruce, why is it that every movie you like, I have to, I have to watch? I'm very so charismatic. Enthusiastic. My my charisma is off the charts. <sighs> I have no strength. I have no wisdom. I have very little <laughs> intelligence. Yeah, charisma is the dump stat. Boy, do I have some charisma. <laughs> it gets better, Jeff. It gets better because this this has already set the stage for them to fight. Batman is going to bring down or at least test this alien to see what he believes in. And it turns out, Jeff, those those insurgents in, in the Middle East and the 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 elevation that they did to get Superman to like go crazy on them was all a plan by one Lex Luthor. I I love it. I love he I love wanted them to fight. He set up the fight. He thought that Batman could maybe bring him down because Batman's maybe. fucking Batman. Can we? Can we? Sorry, I I know that I can't help but but de- derail this retelling. But can we? Can we take a minute and just really, really think about why Jesse Eisenberg was cast as Lex Luthor? I still really don't know why. I yeah. I just it's it's just unfathomable to me. It's the one casting that I actually know off the top of my head because it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. When I hear the name Jesse Eisenberg, all I think of is the curly hair. Okay? Right. Lex Luthor is bald. He's what? a bald man. He's not in this movie. What? Well, then that that's just that's awful. Yeah, I think he actually has the curly hair. Like I, the problem is that I also think of Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, so I can't help but think of Mark Zuckerberg as Lex Luthor because right. of Jesse Eisenberg. And absolutely, it's such a bizarre headspace. <laughs> so well, one of yeah. the things that uh, you will note when you rewatch this movie or watch it for the first time is that he's not acting as as the Lex Luthor you might remember from the cartoons or the comics or Smallville. He's not, he's like, he's got a plan, but it's really like desperate and he seems kind of frazzled. And I have a theory about this, uh, but uh, because that, because justice league was the mess that it was, that it was never actually confirmed. So I'm hoping the Schneider cut can actually reveal that, Somehow Lex Luthor became aware of Darkseid's presence and this was all a plan. Like if we could kill Superman, Darkseid wouldn't bother with the planet anymore. But I don't know. I'm not sure. It's, it's interesting. I'm yeah. I you've you've convinced me to watch to watch the DC movies, which is something I I honestly never thought I would do. Start with Man of Steel. I I have I have another question. I'm here to answer. Is the Legion of Doom in this franchise? And if so, do they still meet in a large Darth Vader helmet? <laughs> um, not quite yet. Uh, so there was there was a stinger at the end of the theatrical cut of the Justice League that in that had. It had Jesse Eisenberg reprising his role as Lex Luthor uh, with a guy, I forget his name, playing Deathstroke. 
uh, who is an assassin, an evil assassin. Um, but wait, wasn't Will Smith Death Deathstroke? What? He was Deadshot. Deadshot. Okay. Yeah, he's no longer in Suicide Squad, so who cares? I, I just, you know, I, I have no idea how... I don't know what DC movies are actually connected at this point. Uh, go ahead and just assume none of them are connected, and you might be better off. <laughs> okay. They did remake... Like, they made two Suicide Squads, right? Or am I Once crazy? A, okay, so yes. They definitely made uh, the first Suicide Squad directed by David Ayer. Did happen. We should all just kind of get over it. And it did have Will Smith. And it did have other people in it. As in the debut of Margot Robbie's very, very apt Harley Quinn. And then two years later, they remade it with Margot Robbie and uh, completely different cast otherwise. Uh, I think Captain Boomerang is the only other person coming back. Uh, but yes, yes, they, they, they ha- they're ha- uh, not two years later. It, it hasn't been released yet. Oh, oh, I thought it had. No, uh, and this is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And uh, it, it, it's it's. Well, There's, James Gunn, James Gunn makes good movies. So he makes good movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually really jazzed about it. Yeah, I, I could, I could see why you would be jazzed about it. Yeah, I watched the first Suicide Squad. It is, uh, in a manner of speaking, the weakest of DC's showing. Um, that okay. One way to one way to think about it. It's like the director played like the first two Borderlands games and decided I'm going to direct a movie. Whoa. Okay. Hold on. Hold, hold on. John Cena. Peacemaker. This fucking movie. He's, I mean, he's also getting his own series on HBO max for the same. Oh my God. And Peter Capaldi. Yeah. He's going to be, uh, I forget, but like some mental character. It's great. The thinker. The thinker, yeah. Oh my god, I Taika Waititi. I think, yeah. He's, he's just listed. He's just listed as cast. It doesn't even mention who he plays. I think he might Nathan be... Fillion. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. I think Taika Waititi might be King Shark because King Shark doesn't have a voice yet. Interest. Oh my god, what? Right. Suddenly, like Michael Rooker. Yeah. I absolutely. It's like they took all of uh, just in. I can't. I cannot believe. I do want you to know the the early DC movies were so bad and or looked so unappealing to me that I have not even begun to look at the newer movies coming out, and I am amazed at the cast of these movies. I want you to know <laughs> that Nathan Fillion plays a character whose limbs are detachable. And he uses them to beat people with his own limbs. He's playing a character called uh, TDK, the detachable kid. Oh my god. Yeah. Amazing. Steve Agee is in this? Oh no, Steve Agee is King Shark. He was the physical persona, the the, the on-screen person filmed for King Shark. It was unconfirmed who's playing the voice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And they've even Flula Borg is in this. My God. Um, yeah, the, I'm really, really excited for the Suicide Squad. I especially because I this thought was, this was the project oh, that wow. James Gunn got after he was let go temporarily from Guardians of the Galaxy Three. 
well, I'm I'm excited now. So he, God he, damn it! Here's the thing about the DC movies, like we all kind of sat through Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League, and it felt kind of dicey there for a minute. Um, but then Wonder Woman came out, and Wonder Woman is a very enjoyable film that stands alone. Yeah. That's really good. I, I I I agree. I remember Wonder Woman being praised. But then Aquaman came out. Aquaman. And I've seen most of that movie. It, internationally, people really liked it. I, for one, was not one of those people. But um, I mean, so, so, Willem Dafoe as yeah. that guy was a choice. Patrick, that, that's not his name. The guy who played Night Owl was also there. I don't even. <laughs> just Yeah. Um, so here's my advice to you, Jeff. Uh, for the DC movies, kind of just take them on their own as though they're not connected. Um, because it's because like we all, I also saw Shazam and it was really fun and enjoyable. Well, um, that one isn't part of the DCU, is it? I thought it. I thought it was just a one-off movie. See, here's the thing. I feel like WB they were trying for the whole shared universe kind of thing. Then it kind of fell apart with Justice League because of decisions at the executive level. There's been multiple executives in charge of these projects. It's kind of like a revolving door scenario. So I think they got to the point where we were like, just green light any superhero movie. And, uh, we'll let God decide what to do with the bodies. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, just kind of take them on their own as they come. And I think you'll have a more enjoyable time than if you try to, put them in the same perspective as a Marvel movie that is absolutely connected. Okay. Wait a minute. So this actually is a sequel to suicide squad. Yeah. It says it is a sequel standalone sequel. Sure. There's a new suicide squad. Fuck. Which, so I have to watch birds of prey now. God damn it. Birds of prey was actually pretty enjoyable. Was it? Oh, man, I don't know. Okay. And All again, right. it kind of stands alone. The only thing carried I guess over is that Margot, is Margot Robbie, Robbie is Harley Quinn. I, and I she guess was the best part of the first Suicide Squad movie, so it's fine. I just... Okay, I guess maybe it is because Margot Robbie just did a really good job as Harley Quinn. Yeah. It's just that from someone who wasn't paying super close attention the 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 suicide squad thing and then birds of prey having to be renamed harley quinn colon birds of prey and now the suicide squad is basically remaking the first one and she's like the only person coming back it feels like it feels like what happened was suicide squad flopped and but but everyone was like Harley like margot robbie was hot so the dc executives were like just put her in all the movies like that's what it felt like so to hear that there were good movies coming out of this is weird yeah one of the things though is uh so if suicide suicide squad happened and it flopped uh but margot robbie had signed on for multiple films and uh she agreed to do the first movie she could be an executive producer in the next movie yeah so she basically executive produced the shit out of what became Birds of Prey, Cole, and Harley Quinn, 
Uh, I feel like the first title was fine, but I guess people, the executive, the marketing people didn't think people realized it was a Harley Quinn movie, even though her face was goddamn everywhere. The marketing for DC sucks. The movies themselves are actually pretty decent (laughs) when you get down to it. Oh, man. What they need to do is just clone Kevin Feige. Feige? Feige? Feige. Feige. Yeah, just clone him and let every single like movie studio have a clone, and then we'll have a golden millennium of movies. The, the saddest part about that proposal is that even if they did that, WB has shown time and time again that they wouldn't let him alone to do his own thing. They would meddle with the creative process to no end. They would fire him for any reason and replace him with Joss Whedon so that Joss Whedon could come in and make the movie more funny. Man, I hate what Joss Whedon has become. Me too. I hate it. As somebody who grew up on like Firefly and Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, like Joss Whedon has just been a huge disappointment in my adult life. Yeah. I remember, I remember going, Joss Whedon's going to, going to write and like direct these, these, Avengers movies and then like you know Age of Ultron comes out and you're like uh Age of Quiptron <laughs> Look quips are fun okay I like quips, quips are fun but you cannot have more there you got to have more I, I, I more quips No <laughs> Less quips more character more heart to heart Uh look that's, you that's you can't so have about the Russo brothers have, Oh yeah that's fair Russo the Russo brothers nail everything I, I love them. <laughs> I also I love them. Love so them. Much. Uh, coming uh, coming from like a community fan and seeing them just rise and rise to the height of directing Avengers movies, like that was just the greatest thing for me. Uh, put Danny Pudi in more films. It's true. It, yes. This is how <laughs> I agree. I'll mail in that vote. Just keep saying things like that. I guess is that what you say now? Is that you'll no? Mail it's in? not. I I don't know. Is that your new catchphrase, my friend Jeff? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, well, those. Oh were my the god! Two. What's up? I just clicked on Birds of Prey and saw that Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Ewan and McGregor were in it, and it's just like it's a very good film. What? It's very uh, fun. Okay. They even have a. I know this. Ali mean, Wong. This will mean nothing okay. to you. They even have Renee Mon. Oh fuck! What's her name? God damn it! I just R- Renee had Montoya. It. They have Renee Montoya as a character. Jeff, she becomes the question. I don't even know who that is. The question who was Vic Sage at first? Who was just he was a lawyer who became. <laughs> I. This is a sense. He was a lawyer who became a really good martial artist who became a conspiracy theorist known as the question who gets to the root of the crimes of Gotham, who gets <laughs> killed by black mask when black mask is trying to read from the book of Cain. I'm and, just, I no, I'm just imagining some, some dipshit on Twitter being like, I'm just asking the questions here. I'm just asking the question. That's not him. He's a martial artist. <laughs> Well, a martial artist can also be douchey and on Twitter. He's not douchey. He's inquisitive and mysterious. (laughs) He wears 
He wears a mask that masks his face. It's just a blank slate. He has right. no face. She so, becomes so the next sh- question. That's uh, that's pretty sick. Anyway, yes, it has Renee Montoya. It has it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It's got Ali Wong. Is that what the name you said? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not even that I like. I'm not like a an Ali Wong fan. I just recognize her, and the fact that I recognize people is like, oh, Ewan McGregor does great, and also uh, another like Victor Zavaz. I can't say the character's name. It's uh, Victor Zaz. I Zaz. remember that from Arkham Asylum. Yeah, this that serial killer gets a. Uh, a starring role in a, in a movie. That's pretty great. Like when you can get that deep into the Batman rogues gallery. Hell yeah. Let's do it. I just want to see, I just, I just want to see a movie that stars uh, calendar man. Let's do long Halloween. Let's do it. I don't know if he's Wait, involved. Is that a thing. I don't know if that's true. Jacob would come in here and like punch me in the face for saying that. <laughs> But, like, it's called Long Halloween. That's gotta be Calendar Man, right? I, I, well, I'm Googling it now. Oh, so please don't. Please do not do this to me. I'm already doing it. Oh, no. Please don't. All right. Batman The Long Halloween is a 13-issue comic book limited series written by Jeff... This fucker's name is Jeff, and he spells it J-E-P-H. I've never seen that before, <laughs> and I hate him. I hate him. Okay. My God. I hate his parents more. I just... Oh, fuck. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. That's amazing. just bad. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, okay, yeah. It... <laughs> Uh, the novel also acts as a reintroduction to the DC universe for one of Batman's most elusive foes, Calendar Man. Really? Who knows the identity of the holiday killer, but refuses to share this with Batman. Like, I just... Holy fuck, yes. Maybe they'll do a long <laughs> Halloween at some point, Jeff. I am 100% validated. I am a god who does not know what it's <sighs> like to lose. There's just something about the DC villains and he- like heroes and villains amazing. in the DC universe that just like I don't know. There's something that's just so fucking weird about them. They're like so you good. compare them to Marvel and you know Marvel's got some weird things, but like you know Marvel's like, "Oh, this guy gets really angry and turns green. He's called the Hulk. This guy doesn't have powers, but he makes a suit like out of technology." But and then and then like the DC universe has the same thing, except their big green guy is like a, a big fucking lizard called Killer Croc. Which why why does he have to be a crocodile? And then and then their smart guy that makes a suit is like just he's rich and he themes it around bats. Why? He was afraid of bats and he wanted to strike fear into the hearts of his, Not, his enemies. Yes, I assume everyone is afraid of bats because I'm a smart man. Everyone is afraid of bats. Oh, man. He could have just made – he doesn't you need mean, a cape. He could have just made like a fucking a, – a cat suit or something and just whooped ass and I, no one would have ever seen him. I need you to come visit us in like September and we'll take you to the bridge where all the bats fly out and you'll you'll fall in love with bats. You won't be afraid of them. Well, that's my point, though. That's, I'm not afraid. I, I don't think I'm afraid of bats. I don't. I haven't. 
really encounter. I thought you just said everyone's people. afraid of bats. I thought that was no. Cool. I said I said not everyone is afraid of. Oh, bats. I missed the not. Wow, that's a very important yeah. word to not miss. Yeah, it not everyone. So like for this for this rich trust fund kid, rich trust fund orphan to just be like I'm afraid of bats. Everyone else must be too. I no. will become the Batman. No, no. He's good. The point was he would turn his fear into a weapon. Let, let me just hate the things you love, Henry. You, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> you're you're entitled to that. But uh, I need to have you and Jacob on the podcast at the same time and just listen <laughs> to you guys fight about Batman. I feel like that would be a fun time. I I I do like Batman in principle. But I also feel like he's probably the most overrated superhero. It, it, I just well, we would Batman like to thank Rogue's- Jeff for being on the podcast. Today. <laughs> uh, all right, overrated. Jeff, he has we- no powers. What do you mean? What, what, what are you what, saying? Overrated. You he's he's the world's greatest detective. Fuck like, yeah. Then why does then why does he need to dress like a bat? Because that's what you gotta do when you want to be the greatest. No, it's not. Yes, it he, is. No, he doesn't. Fuck Sherlock do Holmes. He's a bitch. <laughs> he doesn't dress like a fat. <laughs> if you want to be great, you gotta you gotta dress like a bat. Oh God! They need to come back with Sherlock season six or whatever, and, and just have just... one dude rip into Sherlock for not dressing like a bat. Yeah. Yeah, let's oh, do it. Fuck. Let's do it. Fuck Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's, let's <laughs> fuck Benadryl Batman Cumberbatch. Batman is look. Any of us could be Batman if we just had a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, at I, least Iron Man. At least Iron Man was super smart, right? Like Batman's but, super smart. He's the greatest fucking uh, Batman's. Batman's just super rich. He just buys all this shit, you know, like that's, oh. that's the problem though. There's a paper trail with Batman, right? There's a paper trail. Some like in, too many people are going like, man, all this computer equipment keeps getting shipped to this weird ass cave. Right. And also this bat shaped plane. God. What? And it was paid for by Bruce Wayne. Right. Well, like, well I mean, <laughs> one of the things that always never made sense to me is that uh, like, he's got this, this this tech guy who just keeps a secret named Fox, <laughs> played by Morgan Freeman in the Chris Nolan movies. It's just like, what does he say when he goes home? Like, how? Hey, honey, how was work today? Oh, I made the Bat Tumbler mobile. You might have seen it on the news. Like, what? What's that like? What's that guy's oh, daily geez. life like? He goes home and he's just like, yeah, I'm an IT guy. And his wife is like, you get paid like seven figures. What kind of IT do you do? You're like, uh, you know, just like word and stuff. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like I, I imagine like he goes to a bar and like someone gets in his face. Like, what are you going to do? What are you fucking going to do? It's like, well, I designed the battering. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like if well, you, if I designed the battering, I would keep some for myself. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, I, I imagine everything he gives Batman, he, he has a copy for himself. He's got his own Batmobile in the garage. He can't take it out, but it's there. What's really cool, and uh, we, can, we can end on this note, um, but earlier in this year, before everything happened, there was uh, 
there were plans for a new Batman uh, who might have, who, who I think was going to be uh, a relative of, of that Fox character. Uh, so was like this a, the one that was going to be played by Robert Pattinson? No, 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 no. Robin Pattinson, Robin, Robert Pattinson is going to be like the Batman, Bruce Wayne and all that jazz. This was, a oh, new, okay, this okay. was a new comic. Uh, oh, where okay. Batman was going to be black and a, a relative of that Fox character who does all well, the tech. Well, okay. First, first of all, ba- Batman is mostly black. No, I, I meant okay. I His whole costume is. You're going to you make know. it, yeah, African American. <laughs> like his race was going to be of the black persuasion. Persuasion. <laughs> all right. I don't want. You're making me second guess my wording no, here. No, you're you're good. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> okay, but yeah, no, it was really cool to explore what uh, you know the implications of there being this this person who designs all of Batman's gear. Like, what if a relative is his found found out about it and then took it for himself to become another Batman? That's cool. Let's explore that. That and that I, is pretty cool. I feel like that. I either is happening really, or is going to happen. I really like the idea of a Batman that isn't a rich guy. Right. Um, like it, like the Miles Morales of Batman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. And not that Spider-Man's rich, but you know what I mean. Well, in some stories he's rich, and in those stories he's sad. Well, he's – okay, first of all, he's a white guy who lives in the middle of New York. He's rich, all right? He's <laughs> like, a student. I mean he's a student, yes, but his Aunt May has enough money that she can just – Spend all her time at a community center. I'm sure she gets like, a pretty decent salary. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that, the man, okay. the, the kid, the kid has a safety net. Right. Miles Morales. That that's a, that's a Spider Man. That's a working man's hero. That's a working man's hero, and that's why everyone should buy a five hundred dollar PlayStation Five and buy the seventy dollar yeah. Miles Morales it, game. It it's. It's coming out on the PS4, or it came out on the PS4. Oh, it came out. You're absolutely you, right. I'm sorry. You're yeah, right. Yeah, and it, I'm it, it I'm did. going, I'm going to buy it as soon as I actually complete Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, nice. I just um, keep not doing it. I'm gonna get a PS5. I've made that decision. Oh, man, I wish I had the money. I don't do have that. the money. I don't. I Jeff. I, I just bought. I I literally spent all of my money on a house. I, I, uh, a friend of mine has the PS five and he, uh, he messaged me to tell me that the single most game changing feature on the PS five is the rumble, the, 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 the like haptic the feedback functionality. I, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around the concept of rumble being being the defining feature no, it, of a six hundred dollar box, it, it's it's haptic feedback, and people have said amazing things. Um, but those are just words, and I have no nothing to back them up with. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay, I know then. I know you skew more Xbox, but uh, you know, I'm never gonna buy an Xbox again. I'm sorry. Not because I had a bad experience. It's just I just don't want an Xbox. That's fair. And with that note, Jeff, I feel like it is my duty to thank you for coming on. Thank you for being here. Thank you for agreeing to come on and be ridiculed in front of God, the Pope, and the porn actress that is blessed. 
uh, is a saint now. She's a saint. She's, it's she's a saint. It's confirmed. What's her? Do, do I, this is no judgment. Do you happen to know her name? Gonna, I don't. I'm not going to look it up. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Jeff, usually uh, the, the person who's not in charge will do the social media plugs, but I know you haven't listened to any of them. <laughs> so you'll listen to these now or you'll be distracted by your lovable puppies that I think I hear in the background. You do. Tell them I said I love them. I will. <laughs> All right. Well, so if you want to tell us you love us, what you can do is you can go to twitter.com and send us a message at ZCPCWHJ. And Jeff, what does that stand for? Uh, zebras P. On st- I, I've already forgotten what the acronym was again. That is correct. That good. You nailed it. I'm so proud of you. If you want to send us a longer declaration of love, you can send us an email to email at zerocredits.net. And uh, that's also a website that will never be built. I'm sorry. We own the domain name, but there's never going to be a website. I don't know what's happening. We're also on Spotify. You can find us if you search for zero credit, open parenthesis, S, close parenthesis. We apologize for the weird things you have to do to find us, but we thought it would set us apart for SEO reasons, and it turns out no one fucking cares. We're also on Apple Podcasts. You can search us any fucking way you choose. Zero credits. You you will find us. Leave us a review and a star rating on that, and we'll be in more places. But the most important thing, as Jeff knows, is word of the mouth. If you tell somebody to listen to the podcast, They'll listen to the podcast. That's just, if your charisma status high enough, they have no fucking choice. It's just the rule. Yeah. They, they're compelled. Yeah. Just as I just, <laughs> just as I persuaded Jeff to watch all of the DC movies, which he will do. And he'll, he will report back to me on a weekly basis of his progress. Um, uh, you too can convince somebody to listen to our podcast. And we hope it's a good time. We know it's a good time, but we hope they have a good time. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive in these trying times. This is the point where the person who doesn't do the social media plugs usually says, and from everyone here. So I'm going to let Jeff complete that sentence. Oh, uh, and from everyone here. um, Bye. Love you. Wow, that's very condensed. I'll do a real version. And from oh. everyone here at the Zero Credit Studio Apartment Studios, we want to send Love you. you... <laughs> we want to. <laughs> we want to wish you a happy week and goodbye. Bye. Say, say good night. See you Jeff. later. See, say good night, uh, Jeff. Good night. Love you, kisses. Mwah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being here. And goodbye.
All right. Okay, I have to I have to go find food. Oh, did um, you not eat before this? <laughs> <laughs>